Because as I mentioned on, on Wednesday night, and we talked about it a little bit, y'all heard me say so much about checking on one another Amen. and remembering the reason for the season. And you heard me mention, and that's been the whole talk all week about that young uh, DJ yeah. who, who uh, is no longer with us, that they say took his life, uh, DJ Twitch, that was with Ellen DeGeneres, um, her DJ on her show, and uh, did a few other things, movies and things of that nature, uh, to be 40 years old and to have, I believe, three children and a wife and seemingly on top of the world by the way we look at it. Amen. But I keep telling you, money and fame is not the cure for everything. And we don't know what uh, he was dealing with or what he was thinking or anything. So we're not to judge. But we do know somebody 40 is no longer with us. Amen. So check on people. Amen. God is good. I believe there's a word from the Lord. Those of you who have your Bibles who can and will, <clears throat> if you stand with me for the reading of God's word, very briefly, I just want to read 1 Peter Chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. That's going to be towards the back of your Bible. Amen. Amen. Anybody excited about this season? Everybody to finish their shopping? Amen. There's still time to slide something under my door. Still time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Y'all know I kid about that because I, I, I believe sometimes the greatest gift that some people have is the gift of their time and the gift of their presence. Amen. When they can just be in your company. Amen. For a little bit. Because we can't take for granted this season how much longer we're going to be able to talk to our loved ones and just to spend time with them this year. First Peter 2 verse 9. You found it? Say amen. <clears throat> but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light. God, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask now that your spirit would guide us, that we might receive what you would have us to hear in this season. We want to be doers of your word. God, we want to get out of your way. Have thine own way in this service. Somebody needs a touch from you. Somebody needs to hear a word from you. God, speak through me now in this hour. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Somebody's already saying 1 Peter 2 and 9. What does that have to do with Christmas? I'm going to fix it up for you. Amen. I'm glad you asked that question. Because we're going to detour a little bit and then bring it on back home. I want to take a few of you, if I can, down memory lane. Amen. It was around about 1964 that a, car, that a cartoon, I guess you would call it, <clears throat> an animation came out. And since that time, it has become quite popular. It's one of those things just kind of like, you know, people do for Charlie Brown around Thanksgiving time. It's one of those things you still want to see it. This is one of those shows, even as I'm well into adulthood, I love to sit down and look at it. Matter of fact, I like it so much, I said, you know, in preparing this message, I think it's going to fit right in. And I couldn't find it 
anyway, and I missed it when it came on. So I, so I, so I was forced to go pay $9.99 <laughs> so that I could stream it and watch it again. And so I sat there and I watched this animation and I just said, wow, this is so powerful. Because I don't know, it's the preacher in me. I see sermons in almost everything in life. Uh, it's one of the things, too, because the comedic side of me, uh, Deacon Cummins, in most things, I can find either a sermon or a joke or both. And I watched this again, and I said, this is so powerful. We need. To, I've preached this before, but I looked at it again, and I said, I want to give new revelation to this. Y'all are like, what, what, what is he talking about? Is, it, is, is he talking about Frosty? The snowman? No, this morning's title sermon is we want to talk about the Rudolph factor. The Rudolph factor. Y'all remember Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer? If you haven't watched it, I'm telling you, you ought to take your left hand out and smack it with your right hand. Man, that's a good show. So many messages in it that you probably miss because you were looking at it laughing and maybe playing with the kids. But I'm going to point out some things to you that's going to tie right into this text. That's going to bring it home for you. Wow, that's, that's just, you know, and I'm going to share a story real quick because Rudolph was different. Some of us in here, we don't fit into other people's boxes. You know, uh, we, we, we just don't fit into the categories that they have for us. Some of us feel like Rudolph. Because you know the stereotypical things that they would say, especially if you show up and, and you look like us, they're going to say, oh, well, maybe you ought to play sports, but what if you got two left feet? What if you're not fast like everybody else that look like you? Where, where do you go? What if you happen to be so smart that they call you the nerd and want to sit you at the front of the room and you got aspirations other than sports and you don't fit in to the little box? That people have for you. I told you I see messages every day and things. As I was driving here this morning, I saw a guy that I've known for a very long time. And he was doing some stuff. And I called my mother because she wasn't coming to, uh, today. And we were talking a little bit. And I said, I saw brother so-and-so. And she said, yeah. We were talking about him not too long ago. And somebody said, I don't know why he doesn't go get a regular job. That's what they say. And I said, that's funny. Because this same guy is doing better in life than I've ever seen him do before. Just moved into a brand new house. Got him a truck. Got him some uh, 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 machinery to do some, some work and things like that. But because he doesn't make money, the way that most people are used to making money, punching a clock, he's different. Y'all missed it. I'm going to be talking about that somebody that's different. That somebody may be you because, because, because instead of looking at them and talking about them, we should be applauding them that they have found a way to not work a nine to five, but yet are able to sustain themselves. Oh, how quick we put people in a box. 
how we judge folk and think that they should do things the way we do it. And if they don't do it the way we do it, something's wrong with them. Sometimes it's nothing wrong with them. There's something wrong with us. Oh, let me get back to Rudolph. Y'all, y'all, I'm telling you, some, somebody go go home and watch that thing this week. When Rudolph jumped on his scene, he was so different that his father specially made a nose to cover his nose. That was in the beginning of the show. Think about the talent or the gift that you have that somebody didn't see in you and told you just to sit down, be quiet, get in the back, let's cover it up. We don't need all of that. That's, that's not a stranger. That wasn't so-called friends that we sometimes call frenemies. That was his father who didn't see the value of what was in him. I'm trying to help somebody. There's some folk in here. There's some folk in here. If we were honest today, that some people who, who we think love us or should love us and should support us have not seen our value. They have tried to cover it up, push us to the side. Y'all remember Rudolph? The dad had covered it up, but Rudolph wanted to be normal. He went out there with the other reindeer, tried to play with them. Oh, man, he was a fan favorite, remember? He was the only one out of all of them that had the little doe come up and try to cozy up to him. And he got excited. Come on, fellas. Y'all know how you do. You done made the shot. You done caught the touchdown. You famous and popular now. So the little girl cozy up to you. What did he do? Santa was trying to test him to see how high they could jump. And because the little doe had cozied up to him, Rudolph got carried away. Yeah. Everybody else was jumping two and three feet. Man, Rudolph jumped so high up in the air and came down and landed. And he go, oh, she liked me. She liked me. He got up and did it again. He jumped so high, man, he could have jumped over a building. And came back down. He was so excited that he started playing with the other uh, deer and the nose fell off. And the nose fell off. He got excited. And all that excitement that they had once for him. Whoa. Rudolph. What's that? You weird. You don't look right. Get away from us. Santa, come here. Look at this guy. He's different. Oh, get out. Rudolph got upset. And he went away. What's my first point? You may be different, but you still accept it by God. Amen. It's right there in the text. The text says ye are a chosen generation. That means it don't matter who else uh, likes you, who get along with you. You've already been chosen. You got nothing else to prove to nobody. Ah, but we understand in our feelings and in our flesh that sometimes people get the best of us and get on our nerves because they talk about... Look, I, I want to make sure I'm talking to the right crowd because I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I need to gauge the temperature of this church. If you've never been criticized in your life, you ain't doing nothing. 
Yeah. So if you've never been criticized in your life, I know we can't be friends. Yeah, because you ain't doing nothing. Yeah, because if you step up to lead, if you try to get promoted, if you try to be about that life, somebody going to have something to say. Something ain't going to be right about you. Somebody going to start talking about you. Look, I don't know about you. Maybe you wore designer clothes when you went to school. Yeah, yeah. It was designer clothes to me because it was my cousin's clothes that he had outgrown and they were new to me because I hadn't seen them. And he was growing at a much faster pace than I, so I always had new clothes, new to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't have to have Jordans on. I was just glad I had something on my feet. But people would still talk, make fun. Oh, you, you ain't wearing Nike. Why you ain't got Adidas on or why you got this or that? And that's the stuff that they would do because you're different. I don't want to brag, but some of them same folk that was laughing at me because I might have had a hole in my shoe or might have had pants on that's what they call high waters. Yeah, some of them now in adulthood have asked me for what? Who said that? So you've been in my notes. Yeah, you, you know. Same folk laughing at me back when. Same ones asking me for stuff now. All because I was different. You've been different. You've been in those places and situations where you didn't always fit in. And people always tell you silly stuff like, why don't you just go along to get along? See, 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 that's conditional thinking for you to adapt to something. Maybe you won't design to fit in. Maybe you're that square peg always trying to get into a round hole. And you need to stop. Because maybe that ain't your crowd. Maybe you've been putting on the song and dance too long for folk uh, uh, just to try to get along, and that's not the group for you. Yeah, everything ain't for everybody. And, and so Rudolph, 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 I, I, hope, we, I hope somebody's listening. Rudolph said, you know what? I don't need all of that. Y'all laughing at me, making fun of me. And Rudolph wandered off. Didn't tell his parents where he was going. Didn't tell none of them. Well, he was going, he was just upset and hurt. He kept on wandering away. But what he, but what he understood, but what, that they didn't understand, was not only does this word say you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation uh, of his own people, that you, you may proclaim his praises, but you are called out of darkness until, this, uh, uh, until the marvelous light. Yeah. Rudolph knew that he was valuable. Somebody say I'm valuable. And guess what? Everybody ain't going to see your value. I I got to help somebody real quick. Let me do a demonstration because y'all don't don't hear me when I'm talking. Let me show you a little demonstration. I wish I had 100 on me, Deacon Cummins, but all I got is a 20. How many people in here would want this 20? You would want it, right? It looks good, right? And this is how we start off in life. Nice, crisp, and clean. 
and, 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 and there's nothing about us, just in our innocence and the purity of who we are, we have yet to go out and experience life. But you live a little while. Keep on living. You experience some stuff. Uh, you go through some stuff. And truth be told, we do some stuff. Amen. Don't sit up and act like all the stuff is done to you. Amen. Sometimes we don't want doing it, do it. But anyway, this is us, how we start off. But as life goes on, this is what happens. Right? Things happen. And we go from a nice, crisp 20 to looking like this. Anybody still want this? And you know why you still want it? Because although... You know how people got a tendency to say you don't look like what you've been through? Let's stop that. Some of you look like you went through something. Some of you look like this $20 that had been balled up, crushed, and stepped on, and crumbled up. You still look like it. You still look, you look like this. But here's the thing. This $20 is still $20. I'm trying to help somebody. Some of you look like what you've been through. But you still have your value. Rudolph knew that. Rudolph knew that though y'all don't appreciate my nose, you can try to cover it up all you want to and mask it because some of us do that. Some of us spend way more money on makeup than we do a book because we try to mask our insecurities and we try to cover up our faults and our flaws. But yet Rudolph said, you know what? Even through all of this, I've got value. So he went away. And sometimes there comes a point in your life where you just need to distance yourself. The Bible says, be still. That's sometimes distancing you. Pull back from some things. Pull back from some people. Maybe you own too many committees. Maybe you own too many boards. Maybe you helping too many folk. Pull back sometimes. Be still is what the word says. So some brother had to get away and find himself. I'm trying to help you with this because y'all know the story or maybe you don't. I'm going to help some who don't. Rudolph went away and he just so happened to go to a place where some other folk were just like him. They didn't fit in. They they, they had some issues by the world's standards and did not fit in. He rose up on the scene and he encounters a jack-in-the-box. Or so he thought. What is wrong with you? Why are you here? Jack in the box. Because my name is not Jack Rudolph. Somebody named me Charlie. What little kid wants a Charlie in the box? I'm different. Goes a little further and finds a bird in a pool of water swimming. Bird, who wants a bird that can't fly but swims? Then he goes a little further, and there's a cowboy, not on a horse, not being bucked by a bull, riding an ostrich. <laughs> Who wants a cowboy that rides an ostrich? Oh, but then it gets better because then he encounters a boat 
that's in the water, but it cannot float. It only sinks. Who wants a boat that cannot float? All of these characters that if they had been loved and nurtured or made a different way, they would fit into those places in our lives where we think they would fit. But they found themselves in a place called Misfit Island. Oh, I'm trying to talk to the misfits of the world. I, I, I think there's more misfits in the world than we dare to believe. More of us identify as misfits than those who fit in because I, I, I just believe that at some point in our life, we've all been in that place where somebody wanted to distance themselves from us. Somebody wanted to discourage us. Somebody did not want to put wind behind our dream. Somebody just didn't believe in us and they were talking down at us and discouraging us. And then we would get upset because we would forget that we are chosen. And they would focus more on our flaws. Yeah. I shared, I shared, I shared the, 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 the story uh, uh, to some about what happened even yesterday. Uh, uh, there was a football game with Deion Sanders being the coach. And they were supposed to just steamroll through NC Central. And ended up losing the game. And somewhere near the end of the game, uh, a pass was thrown. And the guy should have caught the ball. It was wide open. He dropped it. And, and, and easily he could take the blame. And somebody took a picture where this kid was sitting down and Dion was standing over him, kind of with his hand on his shoulder. And people say, caption this. And I said, I believe in this moment, Dion was just telling him, we win as a team, we lose as a team. This is not on you. People are going to blame you. They're going to put all the weight on you uh, because this is, in this one moment, it's easy to do that. Where am I going with this? Because if he had a caught that ball and they had a won the game, he would have been on everybody's shoulders and they would have ushered him out of the stadium and hollered, we are the champions. But because he dropped the ball, the only one that came over, at least in that picture, was the coach. Ah, how many of us are like that? That we've got, and I use this moment to say, take this time in your life to evaluate the people who only show up to support you in your wins. Yes, yes. And then they scatter in your losses. Yes. And, and, and if Dion could be representative of God, then there are some times that when you get to a low place, your friends would disappear because you didn't win. So only God would be there to put a hand on you to say it's going to be all right. I believe that as we sometimes identify as misfits in life or outcasts, people that are rejected. Oh, see, 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 that, that was shock material because y'all know that, that as we, in this season of Christmas, we know that there was one who was rejected. One who that the people didn't understand, who didn't want to receive him because they could not understand that even though we celebrate Christmas and we don't know the exact date of his birth, but there were so many people that was like, there's no way in the world that God is going to come in the flesh and do this miracle work. That, that these prophets proclaim. Amen. That's a misfit. That don't, that don't even make no sense. So, so I'm trying to tell somebody that there's something in you that, 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 that's got to come out of you that might not make sense to others and you may not fit into everybody's category of how your life should go. Amen. But that's all right. It, it, it's not always about how you start. 
But it's about how you finish. Oh, so, so, so here we go. Watch this. I'm about to wrap this thing up. Y'all tired of hearing about Rudolph? So Rudolph was on Misfit Island. And y'all know uh, this nasty storm came up right before Christmas. Nasty storm came up right before Christmas. Uh, and Santa was like, no way in the world are we going to be able to get these gifts to all these kids in this kind of weather. How are we going to see? And it was right at about that time that he did this, that he said this, that Rudolph had found his way back to where everybody else was. Y'all know the song. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? So, so, so the, the same Santa that had laughed at him, that had mocked him, needed to have adversity happen to him to see the gift in Rudolph. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody because, because sometimes people don't appreciate you like they should until some trouble or things happen in their life. And then they remember the good you. They remember the gift inside of you. They remember all the good things that you bring to the table and, and, and how you always impacted them. Because remember, this was the same Rudolph that had everybody laughing and had the women liking him. But then because something uh, was outside of the norm, they cast him to the side. But then when adversity struck, they needed him. So then Rudolph showed up, came back on the scene. There's no better analogy I can give you to tie into the scripture that says your gift mm -hmm. will make room mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. Some people looked at Rudolph like he had a problem, mm -hmm. like he was a misfit. But the snowstorm came. Mm -hmm. And then the same one they laughed at, mm -hmm. they needed. Yeah. I don't know who's going to need you in life. Yeah. I'm just telling you this. I know there's a gift inside of you. Yes. I, don't, I hope it won't take adversity for you to appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you that what's in you has to come out of you. Yes. How dare you take your gift to the grave? Yes. How dare you not use what God has given you to be a blessing to others? Yes. So while Santa was crying about what he couldn't do, when Rudolph showed back up on his scene, he said, come on here, Rudolph, I'm going to need you. I, I, I'm going to need you to get me through this storm. I'm going to need you to show the way. Matter of fact, I don't even want you just to be a part of the team. I, want, I know I didn't even want you on the team, but now I want you to lead the team. Yeah, Amen. yeah. yeah. What, 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 what's that text? The first shall be and the last shall be. I can't show you a better example. The same people that, that, that look at you and discount you and whatnot and laughing at you. This is why sometimes y'all better stop getting jealous when somebody just come through the door and you've been working there for 10 years. They just come through the door and they end up being your manager because favor ain't always fair. And I'm not saying that's always favor because sometimes there's some crazy stuff that go on. But sometimes favor just allows a person to just come all the way from the back to the front and you don't understand it and you don't have to. Rudolph was doing something that had never been seen. Nobody else had the gift that he had. There's some things in you 
There's stuff that you can do. Can't nobody else do it in your family? Maybe you're going to be the first one to graduate college. Maybe you're going to be the first one uh, to, to, to break generational curses of alcoholism. Maybe you're going to be the first one to own your own home. Maybe you're going to be the first one to be an entrepreneur in your family. Some, you're gonna, somebody in here is going to do something that's never been done, and then you're going to be what other people see and be that example. Because now that we had seen Rudolph be the example, we got an example. But before it happened, it had not then. So don't worry about who laughing at you right now. Don't worry about who making fun of you right now. When you know that you are chosen by God, this is how you can be like Rudolph. You'll understand that he has called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Watch this. This is what's so beautiful about Rudolph. He didn't have to go look for a flashlight. He didn't have to go light a candle. The light was already in him. The light is already in you. Amen. God just wants to get it out of you. Amen. That's it. Amen. That's the Rudolph factor. I hope you never look at Rudolph the same. Amen. I hope you understand that some what other people make fun of, God can get the glory out of. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. If you allow yourself to humble yourself and say, God, use me. Because at the end of the day, let me take this animation now and churchify it. At the end of the day, Rudolph just became a servant. And anyone in the church is supposed to be a servant. And so Rudolph allowed himself to be used for a greater good. And when you allow yourself to allow God to use you, you don't look around and worry about, but he was talking about me. It hurt my feelings. No, nope, you worrying about what God has said. And then you do it in spite of what others will say because you understand that God is getting the glory out of what you're doing and he's using you in a season for such a time as this. Amen. 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 Let us stand.